Welcome to the EFC Podcast. Hi, I'm Karen Stiller from Faith Today Magazine. On June 15th, the Supreme Court of Canada announced its decision to uphold the position of the law societies in Canada who did not approve Trinity Western University's proposed law school. A core issue was the school's community covenant that all students were required to sign and that included the restriction of sexual intimacy to married heterosexual couples. On August 14th, Trinity Western announced that students would no longer be required to sign the covenant to attend the school. Trinity Western's president, Bob Kuhn, said, let there be no confusion regarding the Board of Governors resolution. Our mission remains the same. My name is Karen Stiller, and we welcome Bob Kuhn to the podcast today. Welcome, Bob. Thank you for having me on the the broadcast. No, it's wonderful. I'm so glad you joined us. So you said, let there be no confusion. And I'm feeling like there is a little bit of confusion out there. So I'm wondering how you are feeling the decision has been received. Well, I think there is some confusion, uh, but uh, we've done our best to clarify that wherever possible. And uh, I think that uh, it, it's uh, it's important to have these discussions and dialogue, especially about uh, issues such as uh, the ones that we've uh, been dealing with for some time. Yeah, I think a lot of us, I know I would, have loved to have been a fly on the wall at the board meeting uh, where this decision was made. Can you tell us a little bit about the process that led up to the decision? Well, the discussion about the application of the community covenant and the nature of the community covenant has been obviously a a discussion for some years, um, even before the issue of the lawsuit uh, involving the law societies Mm -hmm. came along. Uh, So there was a, a meeting uh, planned for the August for August nine, and uh, as part of that meeting, the issue was introduced and went through some fairly uh, uh, animated discussion from a lot of parts. Our our board of governors is comprised of a broad set of um, individuals, from students uh, through to administrators, through to uh, faculty and staff, and uh, so this representation from virtually all the the constituencies. And that discussion uh, led to the conclusion that in order to clarify that Trinity Western does not discriminate in terms of enrollment for any person from any belief or any uh, LGBTQ or other uh, group, uh, so that that uh, decision was made to ensure that that message got through, that that discrimination did not occur. And will you be reapplying to establish the law school? There's been no decision to make an application uh, reapplying uh, for the law school. At this point, it's uh, not uh, a high priority. And frankly, any decision would have to undergo further evaluation based on six years having transpired since the original application was put together, or, or actually maybe more than that. Mm-hmm. So currently, no decision's been made, and, and uh, that's really where it stands. Um, and I understand that faculty are still required to sign the covenant. Can you, um, uh, well, confirm that and then tell us what the thinking is behind that? Yeah, the faculty and staff have always been uh, signatories to, on an, on an annual basis, to the, the Statement of Faith, uh, which um, the community covenant reflects uh, the biblical basis upon which that's applied, I mm-hmm. suppose. 
and uh, so that continues to be the case. There's nothing new. No changes have been made to the documents, and uh, the principles are certainly remaining the same. So the uh, as as culture carriers or as representatives of Trinity Western and its uh, evangelical Christian uh, foundations and and principles and doctrine, uh, that's uh, that's what we um, we have as as sort of drawing us together as a community. If you did uh, reapply uh, to establish the law school and all that entails. Would you think that the fact that faculty and staff still have to sign would come up? Or has this decision by Trinity Western removed the, the main obstacle that the law societies had? All, all I can say is I don't think it was a factor in okay. the application previously. I don't know what the future may hold on that front. Yeah. I'm wondering about community covenants in general, just for a moment. Um, and I'm going to tell you what is kind of a funny story uh, that a Trinity Western alumni told me as we were discussing this um, a couple of months ago. He was, uh, and this was years ago that he attended Trinity Western, but he was laughing about, you know, um, sneaking girls into dorm rooms and, you know, this kind of talk that goes on among students. And I'm I'm just wondering, there is this idea that people uh, often don't follow these covenants that they sign anyway. And do you think that's true? Or like, what, what was the thinking behind the covenant in the first place? Well, I think it's a good question. I think that it's often raised in the context of any regulation, rule, dictate, uh, it's it's something that people often say. Well, you don't comply with that uh, in every case, anyway. Yeah. So yeah. why have it? And I think that's an illogical conclusion. It's it's yeah. uh, perhaps a silly example, but one that that is representative. Is do you do you simply eliminate a rule because it's not complied with a hundred percent of the time? Right. It represents an ideal, I suppose, to some extent, but it also represents. A parameter within which you can operate and say, "Are you really interested in being part of this um, community with these kinds of values, or, or are are you um, not?" And so sometimes that discussion takes place. But it, it it may be a silly example, but if if we were to say because most of us don't drive the speed limit all the time, does that mean we shouldn't have speed limits? Yeah, yeah. And it's the safety of the. Uh, it, it's not going to guarantee. We all know that speeding causes uh, accidents, but uh, that that uh, is just a a reality consequence. What we're trying to do is is reflect through our our professors and staff and and programming uh, a Christian value, a Christian ethic, which is uh, historically and biblically uh, uh, consistent. Yeah. And I have heard, you know, following this uh, case over the last few years, um, that you do have LGBTQ plus students who attend Trinity Western. Are um, is that the case? And how are they responding to the dropping of the covenant? Do you think, or the sorry, the dropping of the requirement to sign it? Yeah, th there's a, a variety of responses, of course, depending on how people see their experience at Trinity, uh, if they're alumni. Or, my general experience has been that uh, LGBTQ folks have felt not only welcomed, but um, em embraced and supported generally. I think there are some who would advocate otherwise. 
as it would be in any university, and, and especially over something as uh, topical as LGBTQ issues. But uh, I, I've heard uh, LGBTQ individuals say that Trinity is actually a warmer and more welcoming place to come out than the public universities. Wow. I mean, I think people who are, are listening to this um, and maybe who don't understand Christian community fully would find that really surprising. Can you uh, explain how that could possibly be? Well, Trinity is, is a unique institution in many ways, but one of the ways is its value of relationships. Okay. And uh, the warmth with which individuals, and they're recognized as individuals, not some number in a 250 class or 250 student classroom. So the individuals are important. The individual relationships are important. And I, I can say that from my perspective, most certainly, students and each student is important to me, such that I have an open door for students and, and uh, meet with students all, all the time. Mm-hmm. So it's that individual care that is you won't typically find in a public university where the main object is to get an education. That's it. It's it's not. I think if people saw us as a Christian university, both of those words are critically important. We're not just an excellent academic environment. We're also seeking to engage the whole person in a, in a discussion because we care about those individuals. We care about every student. What are you saying, Bob, uh, to people who are wondering, and this is the question I keep seeing being asked, why Trinity Western went through all the court battles only to give up the requirement to sign the covenant in the end? Well, I guess it starts from the, the principle that we haven't walked away from any principles here. Okay. We've recognized that uh, in, in order to thrive, we have to commu- communicate with all manner of, of uh, support or even detractors that we are not discriminating on the enrollment basis. That that, that doesn't mean we don't value that uh, uh, issue in relation to our doctrine or our statement of faith uh, or the community covenant as an expression of our faith. But it does mean that uh, we can make clear to not just LGBTQ, but Muslims or Sikhs. So having having gone through a, a legal uh, dispute, I mean, we we were relying in large part on our 2001 decision, which came to the, exactly the opposite conclusion. Mm-hmm. Uh, so and in many respects, uh, we got taken through to the Court of Appeal and then through to the Supreme Court of Canada. And if you look at the British Columbia decision, uh, we were found to be on the right side of the law, right the way through British Columbia courts. It was only at the Supreme Court of Canada, of course, that seven to two uh, of the justices, uh, in effect, found against us. Um, so uh, I, I don't think it can be simply say, well, we went through five years and then we gave up everything that we fought for. I, I, I think there's all, all kinds of issues. This had this played out in the context of the law society and their specific mandate and so on. It's not uh, it's not as simple as just saying, well, you lost and then you gave up what you fought for anyways. Did you feel or what, was there a risk uh, emerging to your other professional programs based on this decision or did this just have to do with the law school? That was, I never really understood that. 
I think there was there was a number of factors. It didn't just have to do with the law school. It didn't have just to do with the fact that we uh, naturally are going to be interested in uh, understanding people's response and mm-hmm. clarifying uh, our response to these issues. And uh, certainly there are, were a variety of people who expressed concern about uh, the uh, the question of the mandate, mandated signing of a document, which mm-hmm. some people uh, say a Muslim student, for instance, might struggle with or find uh, uncomfortable. And yet those students are, are part of our, our student uh, population and we value them very highly. So... Um, I, I don't I don't think it's quite as simple as as people in headlines want to set out. Yeah. So do you feel I'm wondering, um, yeah, from your perspective, is this sort of a new day for Trinity Western or is it business as usual? And this is just kind of a technicality that's been taken care of. Well, I think it's business as usual. Yeah. One could argue it's not it's more than technicality. It's uh uh, it, it's a new opportunity to communicate that our doors are open mm-hmm. and that we welcome students uh, who otherwise qualify, of course, but welcome students who come from any backgrounds, uh, belief or non-belief. And uh, we continue to maintain the standards and the, the um, uh, critical evangelical Christian doctrines that uh, we have since the beginning in 1962. Yeah. I don't know if you're um, able, (laughs) if you protect yourself from social media, but I've been, you know, following responses on things we've posted um, here at Faith Today, for example. And there really is, I see a very mixed response to this decision. Um, You know, some people are applauding you and a lot of people aren't. And I thought I'd read you one post that somebody uh, said on our Faith Today Facebook Um, it, meaning Trinity Western, lowered its standards just to accommodate the culture. God's standards are fixed. Society's standards are mixed. And then someone else said, you don't need a mandatory covenant to force people to live God's standards. This is a Christian school, not a church. So that comment was supportive. How do you, how are you responding to these really mixed responses to this decision? Well, uh, we're trying to ensure that people understand the basis of the decision and accurately um, uh, give give a viewpoint accu- on what is accurate rather yeah. than what is uh, read in a 30-second uh, uh, perusal of a, mm-hmm. uh, an article carried by uh, by the press. Yeah. Uh, so understanding what has really happened and that nothing of, of significance in terms of um, – the, the doctrine or anything has been affected mm-hmm. by it. So I, I think often in social media, there's a mischaracterization, which is then amplified. Yeah, for to, sure. To become just a discussion about something that's unrelated to the reason for the original comment or publication of an article or something. I, I don't tend to read social media a great deal. I, I find it um, not particularly helpful to, uh, a full understanding of the issue. I'd rather have discussions with people individually. Yeah. Okay. So what is the, I guess the one main thing, uh, or there can be more than one, uh, that you want the Christian community in Canada, uh, to know about this decision and particularly, um, people who have, you know, donated to the cause over the years, um, who may 
you know, not fully get it. What, what do you want to say to them? I want uh, our, our supporters and, and our detractors, for that matter, mm -hmm. to be uh, absolutely clear that we are not uh, modifying our stance. We are not modifying our mission and we are not modifying our core doctrines uh, that, that apply to this university and that uh, we will continue to stay the, the course. We will continue to be steadfast in our, our uh, representation of uh, uh, Christ and, and uh, his church. And we will uh, continue to welcome people from all walks of life, all persuasions to our university so that we can have an opportunity to uh, serve them and to uh, provide uh, higher education or advanced education uh, from a Christian perspective and point of view and philosophy. I'd like to take us back to the initial Supreme Court decision um, that upheld the Law Society's uh, right to um, you know, deny the law school and just ask you, there was a lot of outcry, of course, about religious freedom in Canada and how that decision might have damaged it. And I'm wondering if you could speak to that. Um, did, is that a blow to religious freedom in Canada or how are you, how did you work through that? Well, time will tell. I, I mm -hmm. can say that the outcome was deeply disappointing, both as a a lawyer and as a as the president of Trinity Western, uh, it it was uh, for a variety of reasons uh, deeply disappointing, and I'm I am concerned about the importance that seems to have been eroded, the importance of religious freedom, and that's just not religious freedom; that's freedom of thought and and uh, and viewpoints that are non-religious, for that matter. So our concern uh, is probably held or sustained by many other people who can write and talk more eloquently than I can on this particular topic. But yes, there are there are concerns about this setting a precedent for uh, the erosion of religious freedom as a freedom rather than uh, and, and being trumped, if you will, by the uh, idea that charter values hold, hold more sway and than uh, the religious freedom or other freedoms. Yeah, yeah. What can we expect to hear from Trinity Western University in the next couple of years, Bob? Well, you can expect to see us at the top of the uh, ac ac academic uh, aspirations, academic uh, recognition. You can expect to see us at the top of athletic competitions okay. and in the elite category. You can expect us to see us as continuing to grow, which we have consistently for the past five or six years, and and uh, we expect the same this year. So we, we are going to continue to uphold our mission of, uh, uh, of educating and, and sending out uh, people into the uh, various marketplaces of life to provide service for those who uh, need, it, need that service and have a whole character development opportunity at Trinity Western. Thank you. Thanks so much, Bob. My pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this podcast. 
To listen to more and to subscribe to Faith Today, Canada's Christian magazine, please visit www.theefc.ca forward slash faith today.